The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. It's sex out loud, and you're welcome to listen in. Passion on CJAD 800. Did Kelly just say snow? I don't know if I can get past that and start talking about sex. Like, enough. <laughs> enough. Tonight, it's about spring cleaning, so we don't want to hear about snow. Uh, our therapist panel will be in studio. How to spring clean your relationship. Sorting through the baggage, refreshing your relationship. A nice new coat of paint. Don't we all want that? Throw out what's no good. Come back, you know, bring in some new sometimes, or refresh what you've got. Makes more sense, right? That's coming up. But first, let's take a look at the inbox. Make a connection anytime at 514-800. We'd love to hear your questions, which you can send anytime throughout the show. You can also email me, uh, laurie at drlaurie.com, anytime. All right, here's, I've got a couple of questions to go on. Uh, What does it say? Do all vaginas look alike? Do all vaginas look alike? Do all people look alike? No. Uh, vaginas are as different as penises, are as different as noses. Some resemble each other, but no two vaginas are exactly alike. Uh, that's a question, believe it or not, that I get asked quite a bit or that people don't really know much about because frankly, they don't really get to see that many vaginas. Women barely look at their own, never mind looking at others. And the ones that they see uh, often are in pornography. And they're those are c- cookie, cu- I want to say cookie cutter vaginas or vulvas. Uh, they get work done and all kinds of stuff. So that don't go by that. But I have a great book in my office called, um, the, the name of the book is called I'll Show You Mine. And I love the title. And inside it, every page has just a bunch of different vaginas or vulvas, I should say. Uh, the vagina being the opening, the vulva being the entirety of it. So you have vulvas uh, and uh, you have labia that are all different in size, color, in terms of the length. Uh, you have different looking uh, clitoris. For example, some protrude more, some are bigger. You have some that have a hood uh, where the clitoral hood is, is bigger, like like let's say the equivalent to the male foreskin. You have some that are uh, more retracted. Some have trouble retracting. Doesn't mean that there's no clitoris there. So larger hood, a smaller hood. Uh, so there's ve- like very different from person, woman uh, to woman. Another question, could someone be allergic to sperm? So I don't have the exact science behind all of this, but I could tell you for sure that some people, some women have an aller- can get an allergic reaction when they come into contact with sperm. Uh, it, it's very rare. But it does uh, it does happen. More often we see people allergic to latex, not so much the sperm, but uh, but it does uh, it does happen. 
How do you, oh, another vagina question. How do you overcome a dry vagina and in brackets, lack of sexual response? So when we look at a dry vagina, I have to ask you a couple of questions. Are you asking me as a person under 40 or a, a postmenopausal or perimenopausal woman? Because in, um, under, before menopause, usually the arousal is accompanied by lubrication. So not dryness, wetness, right? So arousal comes with lubrication. But as women get older and the hormones change, they can feel aroused but have very little lubrication. And it is not a lack of sexual response. Uh, when it's a lack of sexual response, then it might be due to many, many things. So even though you are engaging in sex, maybe your mind is elsewhere, maybe you're stressed out, you could be on medication. So we always check for med medication. Uh, common medications that can dry up a vagina are antihistamines. So anything that dries up the mucous membranes, and the vagina is one of those, uh, it will dry you up. So if you're one of those people who suffers from seasonal allergies, and time is coming now, right, for seasonal allergies, pay attention attention uh, and make sure you use a, a, an extra uh, lubricant whenever you're having intercourse because a lot, often people will say, I don't understand. Why is this dry? I'm like, I, I'm aroused. I'm feeling okay. And, and it's, it's not happening or it hurts. Uh, so pay attention to the medications that you're on. So the, the, also antidepressants can have that effect. And uh, m many other medications can have a, a sexual side effect, which is important to um to pay attention to or ask your pharmacist or ask your doctor, as embarrassing as you might think that is, it's still important for you um, to know. What would be a better alternative from birth control to use as contraception? So what are your alternatives? So uh, the most commonly used contraception method is the birth control pill. So some people are sensitive to hormones or don't like the effect of the pill, which might be a little weight gain for some, might be a lower libido for others. Uh, so you've got the hormonal uh, options, which also include um, an IUD with hormones, the Mirena, for example, so hormonal options. Then you have barrier methods, which would be either the female condom or the male condom, the one put on men. The female condoms may be a little more tricky to use and, and more expensive, so a lot of uh, people don't necessarily opt uh, for that option. Um, what else do you have? You also have an IUD, which is a non-hormonal IUD, so it's a, it's called generally known as the copper IUD, which is placed in uh, inside the vagina up the uh, cervix, through the cervix into the uterus. Uh, so that's a possibility as well that you can look at, although um, I think there's new classes of them. They, before they used to say don't you shouldn't use a copper IUD if you haven't had kids yet, but I think they've changed uh, the way that these are, are made and the, the size of them and et cetera. So you want to talk to a gynecologist, your family doctor, about all the options 
that are available. Some people use withdrawal method. It is not really a great method um, because of the possibility of pre-ejaculate, which the guy does not feel and which could contain live sperm. So that isn't, there's an old joke that says uh, the withdrawal method is just a method of parenting or parenthood. So I'm not sure that uh, I, I would go there. Uh, is it normal, someone texted at 514-800, to have ingrown hairs in your general, in genital area and how can you stop them? So ingrown hairs can be a pain, um, literally. Uh, usually occur, uh, they can occur in the, in the pubic, uh, pubic region, especially if somebody is shaving in that area waxing in that area or uh, possibly, uh, I guess, whatever method of uh, hair removal can cause ingrown hairs. If uh, sometimes they cause a little cyst and sometimes like a bigger cyst and then uh, like it looks like a boil almost or or can can get infected. So something that you might want to uh, check out with your doctor. And usually what they say is to put like hot compresses on there. Don't try to squeeze it all out and you could, you know, infect the area. So, uh, like using hot compresses will, uh, allow it to, uh, maybe get the hair to come, come out again. Coming up, I want to talk to you and you talk to me, us, uh, about uh, your relationship. I want to talk about how to uh, spring clean your relationship. What does that look like? What does that mean? What do you, When you think of spring cleaning, what do we think about? We think about sorting through stuff, right? We think about decluttering. Uh, we think about refreshing things. So this is what uh, we're going to talk about and also look at when should you get professional help, professional cleaning help, uh, as in the form of a therapist. So coming up, we'll have our therapist panel and the three of us, the three therapists in studio to help you out. We strip away the stigmas every night with passion on CJAD 800. Spring cleaning our relationships. Before we get to uh, spring cleaning, I think John has a, a comment or question on birth control. Hi, John. Hi. Hi. How are you, Lord? Good. How are you? All right. Good. What can we do for you? Well, I, I wanted to answer a question the other time, but I didn't get a chance to, about somebody having a fantasy of, uh, you know... Uh, having sex with with others while he's not present. Yeah. You know, but I told the the person that answered the phone there that uh, the guy's trying to pimp her out. Yeah, you know? we we all came to that uh, we all came conclusion. to that conclusion, John. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's good. Yeah. But tonight I heard about the best form of uh, birth control. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Abstinence, of course, is the best form. <laughs> Well, there's a, funny, there's a funnier version that I heard when I was younger from some some guys that used to drink in a place that I used to work delivering beer, you know? Yeah. And they told me that the best form of birth control is have sex in the bedroom and spit in the toilet. Oh, geez. All right. Well, leave us on that note then, John. <laughs> Thanks for calling. 
Whatever. All right. The therapist panel joins us. Very happy to have with us uh, Jackie Miller, who's a clinical psychologist. We have Stefan Bensusen, who's a health psychologist. Uh, his uh, office, Psy Santé, by the way, is offering, you'll tell us about this, Stefan, but uh, free sure. counseling for victims of the flood. All the floods in the area of Pierrefonds and West Island. Because you're right there. You're, you're near there. Yeah, we're not far. Mm-hmm. We're on Grand Boulevard in Pierrefonds, so we're about a kilometer away from the flood area, so we're happy to donate our time to those in need. That's wonderful. Thank That's you. absolutely. And can we, before we get into the spring cleaning our relationships, though, talk about um, the impact that this is having on people and why they would need or might need counseling? So any kind of tragedy like this causes a lot of people to go into shock initially, right? I mean, you don't... Yeah, I was listening to some of the reports on TV where people were just knocked on the door and say, you got to get out, you got to escape, you got to Yeah, evacuate. you have 10 like, minutes have 10 to get minutes, out. Get your right. stuff and go now. It's like, you don't have time to think, you just move. And and it's people are still reeling from the shock, like they don't know what's going on, they don't know what, what to do, where to go. So there's obviously a lot of confusion and stress and worry and and anxiety that and builds worry up. about your stuff, right? Like you're you're thinking, okay, sure. I'm leaving, I'm leaving everything behind. It's all your possessions, like, your pets. Right. And, your life and your your livelihood, your house, you know, it's your 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 assets for the future and your kids' future. So there's a lot of anxiety about that, and people are are upset, naturally speaking. So there's not enough. There's enough. You know, we're giving away sandbags and helping people do that, but we're we're not taking care of the emotional support of the individuals. I think so. What a great whatever initiative. we can do to help, we're we're happy to. Wow, Stefan, I'm thoroughly impressed. That's amazing. That's really really good. Whatever we can do to help. Yeah, that's wonderful. All right, we're uh, talking about spring cleaning your relationship, although <laughs> our newscast just announced some uh, snow on Wednesday. I'm like, what? I can't <laughs> cope with that anymore. Please, you're going to have to help me because I cannot <laughs> cope with snow. I've already put my boots away. I am not putting them back on. So, you know, first let's deal with the stress of we think spring is coming and we want to get ready for summer and we see the buds on the tree and then we get like snow is coming. How, like that's got to, it affects me emotionally, I got to tell you. <laughs> Just being hopeful, hopeful, knowing that the end is in sight. It doesn't feel like it though. When you, no. when that snow comes, like you, a few days ago we thought, oh, the end's in sight. It's sunny. I'm gardening. Wow, this is really cool. And then you get this like, uh should get used to it by now, no? It's not kind of like life, right? You make three steps forward and then two steps back and then three steps forward and two steps back. That's kind of weather in Canada, I think, right? And so, then the next time yeah. it's sunny, you're just going to be extra happy that it was yeah, sunny. That's true. So the, it's almost like we need the dark to be able to appreciate the right. light <laughs> yeah. in a way, right? Absolutely. I, and I think we do. We appreciate our springs and our summers uh, very much. Let's just hope we have a a good one. Otherwise, that could also be depressing. If you if we don't have a good summer, mm-hmm. what ha- you know? How does that affect our mental health when we end up going into fall having a crappy summer, mm-hmm. and now we know, oh gee, we got like eight months of like darkness. And okay, so let's live in the present moment. Okay, thank you. You really got, <laughs> I think I need therapy today. I'm like, uh, help me, please. I know I'm being very negative. I'm usually not so negative, but this is affecting me. And remember, it's not, you know, what's happening to us, but how we think about what's happening to us. And true. <laughs> so take the opportunity when it's not so nice out to spring clean the inside and to sit and think. 
Mm-hmm. Take the time to actually think. Now, I love spring cleaning, like spring cleaning my closets, whatever. The problem mm-hmm. is I took out all my summer stuff already. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. That's not, you know, that's a bit depressing for me. However, thinking about relationships, um, it's another area that we often don't quite think about it in terms of um, of spring cleaning, but we kind of need to do that sometimes mm-hmm. just to get ourselves into a, a healthier loving relationship and being able to see, Hey, what isn't good for me? Like, what do I need to chuck? <laughs> right. We call it the Mary Kondo relationships. Yeah. Doesn't she have expression. an episode of that? That she might have one. <laughs> She's a uh, clear out all the people in your life that don't bring you any joy and positivity. What do these people serve for me? If they don't give you anything positive, then get rid of them. Yeah, maybe not so easy to do, especially mm-hmm. when they are uh, family members, your <laughs> spouse. Uh, maybe we need to think about that. How do you spring clean uh, your relationships? Do you ever t- take a time to really think about this? Um, what, how to get sort through some of the baggage, maybe address some of the issues that you've been putting on the back burner? What's so interesting, when you look at the statistics in terms of people going to get help, um, the average wait time for people to to like to suffer until they mm-hmm. call a therapist, mm-hmm. the average is six years. I'm not talking six mm-hmm. months. That's six springs mm-hmm. and six winters. <laughs> and like, so let let's try and help. Maybe tonight we can help people kind of think about this so that they don't wait six years mm-hmm. of suffering and living with clutter so to speak, in their relationships. Yeah, and I think the first part is just valuing um, valuing the idea of spring cleaning your relationships. Like when spring comes along, like people value their cars. So right away you, you go outside, everyone's washing their car. Yeah, getting their tires yeah. subchanged, getting their oil changes. Exactly, and put a lot of time and effort into, you know, washing the windows and making everything look nice and because they value those things. And so valuing your relationship to know that, yeah, it, 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 this is something that we want to think about. How do we want to take care of it? Or what now that the weather's nicer, maybe our mood is more positive, maybe we're coming out of the funk a little bit. How do we want to put that energy that we might be getting back with getting all this sun uh, into our relationship? But I think you have to value it from the beginning to think that this is, you know, a worthwhile, you know, activity or endeavor to to do. And that's a really good point because I think that many of us take our relationships for granted, Mm. not our garden so much, but Mm. our relationships. And if we were, and we often make that, that the analogy between a garden and a relationship, that Mm -hmm. if you have to nourish the garden, you have to Mm -hmm. take out the weeds. If you Mm -hmm. want it to grow flowers, you have to water it. You've got, you have to tend to your garden if you want things to grow Mm -hmm. and, and be pretty, right? Right. And and just to feed off what you said, Jackie, about, you know, cleaning the windows, I think, what could be interesting to see the partner that we have through a different light? Mm-hmm. Are we able to be see them in a in a more positive light? Are we giving them compliments enough? Are we seeing what they do for us on a more regular basis? Can we be more grateful towards who we have in our life instead of just focusing on what they're not doing right? I love that. And, you know, sometimes when you're spring cleaning your house, you're going through objects and you pick up something and it reminds you of something pleasant or you're like, oh, I haven't seen this. I'm happy I kept it. And with your relationship, you know, 
if you've been in a funk because it's winter or you haven't been getting along, everyone's been on edge, you know, have a night where you look at some photos. Oh, oh, look at that vacation that Mm -hmm. we did. Look at that activity that we had. Look at how we were close and we bonded. And it reminds you that, oh, yeah, the last couple of months may have been not so good. We were kind of cooped up in here. But it reminds you of like, oh, we were there. We can get back there. Right. It can look like this again. And I think people who are going through certain and certain ups and downs, mostly, mm-hmm. let's say, the downs, see everything dark, right? Mm-hmm. And there's a tendency to discount all the positives that that mm-hmm. relationship brings you and just focus on, on the issue. Part of spring cleaning your relationship is getting to the issues. Like, we ha- there is a tendency for us to put things under the rug. We just shove things mm-hmm. under the rug. We'll deal with it another time. We don't want to have the hard conversations. We don't want to address the elephant in the room because we're afraid of what the outcome will be. We're afraid of what our partners might, might say. We mm-hmm. There's this tendency to sometimes walk on eggshells. You don't want to rock the boat too much. So what ends up happening is all these emotions and, and things and issues that are present in the relationship go under the covers, and under the, uh, the, the carpet. Mm-hmm. But what happens when you have a carpet full of dust under there mm-hmm. eventually like it just seeps out and uh, but part of spring cleaning is getting that carpet out and shaking it out on the balcony and and you know working on those stuff so getting it out there so that you can look at it is really important to right. do so it's- facing the facing the things that we don't like to look at and and dealing with the conflicts that are unresolved and talking about the money situations and the things that cause us stress. What are the arguments that we tend to bring up regularly? What keeps coming up and what's not resolved? Let's see if we can figure some something out. And that could also mean sometimes coming in to see a therapist to help us Absolutely. Help people figure out those issues. Because sometimes we go into circles. We don't know how to deal with these issues as a couple. Uh, absolutely. We've got uh, Jackie Miller, clinical psychologist, Stefan Bensusen, a health uh, psychologist, the uh, director of Psy Santé. It is our therapist panel tonight talking about uh, spring cleaning your relationship. So don't don't be afraid to open up the closet, to dust the dark corners, to address all those things. The following program contains mature subject matter. Listener discretion is advised. Turn us on and the satisfaction's guaranteed. Frank discussion with passion on CJAD 800. All right, spring cleaning. Time to clear out the relationship cobwebs. What parts of your relationship feel old and dusty? Which areas need recharging? Are you communicating well? Got to look at that. Uh, How good is your connection? Are you feeling close emotionally and sexually? If not, we need to address this. Uh, our therapist panel in studio, we have Jackie Miller, who's a clinical psychologist, Stefan Bensusen, who is a health psychologist and founder of Psy Santé on the West Island. By the way, their offices, uh, their psychologists uh, are offering free counseling for people, uh, for flood victims, basically. They're out in the West Island, very close to the flood zone, uh, and they are offering help. So maybe give out the number, uh, Stefan, sure. for people. So it's 514-542-6888. 
All right, wonderful. And you can go to the website as well, psisante.com. Wonderful. Uh, and thank you for that wonderful service to our mm-hmm. community. That's great. So cleaning out uh, the relationship. Of course, if you're in the flood zone, and that's not what you're worried about right now. You're just, you know, you got to focus on like right now, right? Mm-hmm. Keeping your sanity while all this chaos is mm-hmm. going on around. So thinking about spring cleaning, maybe not the best yeah, time. The Let's wait for the water to leave. Yeah, we have to wait for the, the and sometimes when there's like a lot of stuff going on, even in a couple's life, like there's an illness or uh, there's an issue with a child, for example, like it can take over, right? Not the best time to spring clean when you are in the in the thick of it, mm-hmm. uh, in the trauma of it. Of course, right. So take time to take care of yourself at this point. And I think it's important to having like realistic expectations. Like you know, it's like you know when you you're cleaning out a closet or a garage and you make a big mess first. Yes, and it gets true. messier, mm-hmm. and then you can organize it. Like you take out all the junk and you take out and it can seem really overwhelming at first but you kind of have to make that mess and then you can organize it put it back the way you want or do things differently create new habits so some so I think if people feel uncomfortable about like you said taking things from underneath the carpet it's to know that okay that's normal you probably will feel a little bit uncomfortable yeah because it feels and messy messy. that's right it'll be messy Mm -hmm. for a while until you can get it all cleaned up Otherwise, you'll be staring at that messy, overflowing garage for years. Right. That's what ends up happening. In in yep. reality, that's it's. But it's the same thing in mm-hmm. relationships. There really is a parallel here. Yeah. And in, in holistic psychology, we know that you know if you clear out your space, you will actually feel better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. So, a lot of the times when I have clients who come in with depression, for example, and, and they feel stuck in their lives, I say, go clear out your closets and come back and talk to me next week. And when they <laughs> I come love back, it. It makes they, me feel better. They say, yeah, they feel Very better. I don't know why I feel so much better. It's like, well, yeah, you clear out. So energetically, we say that your space is a reflection of what's going on in your mind. So if you want to clear out your mind and feel better, clear your your space that is around you, and that's actually going to shift how you feel inside. It mm-hmm. absolutely 100% works. I This is a strategy I've used for the a long time. Like if I know I need to write a chapter in a book or I need to write an article, mm-hmm. the first thing I do is I, I do a massive cleaning of my office. Right. <laughs> Just like, okay, Make time to new. throw stuff out, time to whatever, even if it doesn't totally need it, but it's a – it's a great feeling to just like declutter the desk and then you make room and then you feel, you actually do feel, feel you feel calmer. It's mm-hmm. a, it has a calming effect as long as you understand that there might be a, a, a time when you're feeling overwhelmed mm-hmm. because when, exactly. like, like Jackie was saying, when you start clearing out, you sometimes make a bigger mess. Like when you take out everything from your closet, everything's all over the floor now and you're looking at that and going, oh, now I got to put it all back. Like, mm-hmm. how do I do this? So understand that it's okay. It's part of the process. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's part of the process. And see it as an opportunity to create something new. So you want to organize something new or different. You want to create new habits in your relationship. Oh, let's get into taking a walk after dinner every night. Mm-hmm. You know, we haven't done that. Or let's decide on a new hobby we want to do mm-hmm. together. Like it gives you, when you take out everything and you look at the things that maybe aren't going so well, it's an opportunity to say, okay, what 
how, how do we want to organize this differently? And how do we want to like have a maintenance uh, schedule mm-hmm. put in place, right? So maintenance really mm-hmm. means about finding ways to connect on a regular basis. So sitting down and saying, okay, how, what are we going to do? How are we going to find ways to connect in the next month, in the next two months, in the next three months for the summer, for right. example. So this is where you can sit and say, okay, we can plan these weekends away. We mm-hmm. can plan uh, bike riding. We can plan all of these things so that you are bringing new you're bringing new to the relationship. You're bringing activities together. The research shows that couples who do things together and new things together, so they try something new together. For example, you want to go zip lining for the first time with your partner. Like this actually builds a marital satisfaction. So couples who do more of these things have better marriages. Even if it means doing some renovations. Yes, but that's new, Working and that's together. together right. right, it's a project that we have together. Otherwise, two people are living the separate lives, and then we have to try to find each other somewhere along the way. That's, uh, and I think that's a, a great opportunity to find renovation projects. Mm-hmm. They don't have to be huge, but it can be a garden. Even it mm-hmm. can be anything that you decide. Totally. Let's let's tackle this together, and then you have to communicate. Right, you, you're learning compromise. negotiation, compromising, <laughs> listening to each other, <laughs> spending time together. Uh, I also want to talk about freshening up in uh, in the bedroom, our, our our love area. So the first thing to do, of course, is to evaluate um, how do we feel. Let's uh, let's check in. How do we feel about our relationship, right? Our sexual relationship. Is it where we want it to be? And if not, what do we need to do? Like, what are the steps we can take to improve our uh, erotic communication, for example? How do we, should we redo our bedroom to reflect a more calming environment, mm-hmm. more, a, a more romantic environment? Sometimes you literally sprinkling, like you, you re- literally make changes. Changes to your environment. Yeah, repaint the walls, put new pictures up, yeah. change your bedspreads, change the cushions around. That's right. The bed or, or arrangement, orientation, anything to kind of change things up. And it brings a little bit of, of excitement into into the bedroom mm-hmm. to do that. It creates and, more livelihood. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes before we pick and choose, like the new bedroom set or the new bedspread, you're shopping around, right? You're trying to together. Out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Let's go and browse the erotic shelf at chapters together and see what's there. Or let's do something where... Even if it's online. Yeah. You're sitting there together like, oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. I'm right. old-fashioned. Go to you the are. I know. I know. <laughs> let's look through books. Yeah. <laughs> what's that? What's but, a book? Sometimes you don't know actually what you want. Like, you know, you might be frustrated or unhappy or feel bored with what you have. You're looking at your room or like, yeah, I don't know, but you don't know. And so you need to go out and get some ideas. And that could be a fun process. Absolutely. We've got Mark on the line. Hi, Mark. Hi. Hi. Good. How are you? Great. Good. What can we do for you? Well, I'm looking at uh, different alternatives. Okay. Meaning? Actually, I'm tired of the same old, same old, and um, I don't like it. And I'm looking forward to Japanese-made, MIT-infused, artificial female. Huh? Really? Oh, can we? Can you want to hang on for a minute? Because I, I want to get into this a little bit more with you. So don't go away. All right, Mark, and we'll get back and and talk about 
really changing over something and going for the artificial? Is that the answer? Well, we'll find out. This is Passion with Dr. Lori Batito on CJAD 800. So we've got a caller who wants to get rid of the old, bring in the new, but the fake new. We're spring cleaning our relationships uh, tonight with our therapist panel, Jackie Miller and Stefan Bensusen, both clinical psychologists, and me, the third clinical psychologist here in studio. Uh, Mark, you're going to have to repeat what you meant by everything. You still there? Do we still? Okay, good. So you want to, you're tired of the same old, same old in your relationship? Basically, um, I want um, Isaac Asimov's basic theater of action. What does that mean? Like, tell me what you mean. You want what? You want a robot? Well, it's an artificial intelligence. It doesn't mean a robot. Well, you want a robot female? Or sim- yeah. that kind of thing? So you'd be happy with just having a robot female to what? Everything. <laughs> Everything what? You just, what are you looking for? Everything. I'm not sure what that is. You want a robot to have sex with you, to clean, to... Do laundry to what do you want? To, what? Basically, you you got it right. So you basically want some kind of uh, slave. No. <laughs> well, perfect companion would be more to the point. You think that an artificial robotic yes. woman would be a companion? Yes. With no emotions to offer you, no. No emotion. You don't want any emotions. You no want a life... No emotion. Void of emotions. No, no, no. You're saying that. I'm not saying oh, that. Oh, well, I, I'm not sure that a robot has emotions. Well, what you're not sure of isn't reality. Well, I'm pretty sure that uh, no, robots no. have no emotions. Let's no, just no. say... No, you, you, you are curtailing possibilities. Well, uh, let's just say I highly doubt in our lifetime we like you're like that. Okay, what was that movie? What was that movie? L. What? Uh, right there. When you say I highly doubt in our lifetime that. <laughs> yes, you have I'm. To remind, you, remind yourself of all the progress we make in very short periods of time that astound us. Don't you want human connection? I don't know. I'm for human so connections. Absolutely. <laughs> okay then. I've rarely met someone who wants zero human connection, but I respect where you're at, Mark. What can I say? You you are you you are trying to interpret something, and it's not. It's I'm trying not, to understand something. Well, yeah, you are trying very hard to not <laughs> understand something that I actually would like to have an artificial intelligence. That can really relate with me. Okay. So, so, what's the difference between that and a real woman? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh yeah. I've tried. I've I've tried that, and I don't like it. Meaning, what didn't you like? 
you don't someone with artificial intelligence or a robot will not reject you will not say no will not what well you know all of that sounds actually pretty good I wasn't thinking <laughs> that way, but... oh see i got you thinking now thanks for calling mark very interesting uh, perspective, um, I guess. I don't know. All right. I have a couple of text messages I want to share. I could totally relate to feeling lighter and more positive after decluttering, and I'm somewhat of an obsessive organizer myself. As the slightest disorganization sends me into severe anxiety and panic mode, and now that my health is compromised and declining, I'm terrified of being overwhelmed with clutter. I can't keep up with, not to mention simultaneous simultaneously stuck with my senile mom's clutter who has been hoarding for the past 40 years. Is there any help or hope for my situation? Are there people who, there's people who specialize in hoarders, right? Hoarding? Professional organizers will come in and declutter your home. They'll help you to sort through things and they'll do the the messy work and the hard work for you. So that's their expertise. That's good. It's good to, to know that. Yeah. But at the same time, I think as well, you may want to also um, address issues of anxiety related to when things are out of order because life is a little bit messy, so it's hard to keep everything in order all the yes. time and to feel comfortable, to have that, you know, that uncertainty of intolerance or to be comfortable with a little bit of mess so that it doesn't control you, right? You're deciding, oh, I'm going to put this in order because it feels good and I like that and I like the way it looks. But it's not something you feel like you have to do in order to diminish your anxiety. Right. It's so, something you're doing to feel good. Right. And some people actually in, enjoy that, you know, mm-hmm. like they, they don't, they're okay with, with a, a bit of a mess or, mm-hmm. or clutter and others just, you know, can't. Uh, this person writes, I have a nightmare to share. I'm a gay man in my fifties. I dated a guy who was anal about a clean clutter free home. His condo was akin to an art gallery. (laughs) My home has solid wood furniture that was passed down from my grandparents. My partner found employment near me, which meant less travel time. So he stayed at my place often. He would brood about my decor persistently needing an update. I was not happy about this until one week I was away. He tossed out the old stuff, putting his new articles as if it was okay. I blew up telling him to get out of my life. I found where my furniture had been taken, sued him for the cost in court. Now there's a guy who cleaned out, you know, who who figured out what needed to be gone, and it wasn't his furniture. Seriously. Right? It wasn't the furniture that he loved and that, like, how dare somebody come in. imposing and controlling, isn't it? Yeah, imposing and controlling, Mm -hmm. exactly. So there was something that uh, did not work. Uh, Someone else writes, Lori, your artificial intelligence guide just seems to want to come across as being different and controversial, not worth engaging. Or maybe he really does believe that. It would be a uh, less stressful... I don't know. Human interactions, yes, can be stressful, but so enriching. And, and you're missing all the physical component, the, the hormonal aspects. I mean, I tell my couples to, you know, just spend time in bed, just touching, or just watch TV, you know, leg over leg. Or but he's gonna, but he's gonna argue with you that I can do that with a robot. He's gonna say, well, I can touch a robot. I mean, of course, it's yeah. But yes. I don't know if you get the same kind of hormonal releases as you would from a human being. No, but they're pretty close to it now. I was just days. wondering if maybe he wanted emotions, but he wanted the emotions that he wanted and positive ones maybe towards, maybe there's a fear of rejection or there's, 
not wanting to be disappointed. But it sounded like he wants emotions, but just emotions that he can be sure of. <laughs> that he can control. That he can control, that he can, that he can choose. Right. Yeah. Which, of course, in life... Uh, in our and in relationships, you can't control someone else's mm-hmm. emotions. You you have two people, two perceptive, two perspectives, uh, two different perceptions of the same reality, and this is where we have communication and where we negotiate and compromise. These are human skills. So to do that with even an, an artificial intelligent being thing, whether it's in the form of a robot or a computer um, big element missing there mm-hmm. I think more and more though the uh, these robots are becoming more and more sophisticated so oh yeah de- you know, we might definitely be our words in a couple of years. We, uh, yeah and that's what he I think that's what Mark was trying to say you're gonna swallow your words in a few <laughs> yeah, because they are going to be available and they are already available maybe not as uh, artificially intelligent yet mm-hmm. but they they're getting there and they are they're available for like 15 grand so mark go get one and tell us how it all works out i want to know about your relationship with your robot girl it'll be fun uh guys thank you so much for uh, for being here if people want to get in touch with you estefan 514 uh, 5426888 or on the website at com. Can people get in touch with you to find out if you know of any decluttering contacts? Like, do yes, you, I know a couple of really great ones. You yes. do? Wonderful. So please I'm contact Stefan and he will share that with you. com, and he'll give you the names of those. And Jackie, if people want to get in touch with you? 514-772-5683. Wonderful. And if people want to get in touch with me, 514-984-5910. Thank you so much for spending your precious time uh, with us. Thanks, of course, to our wonderful technical producer, Brian Kalisar. Uh, to connect with me on social media at Dr. Lori Batito or through my website, drlori.com. Coming up next here on CJD, we bring you the CTV National News. Have a great rest of the evening and remember to live your life with passion. Hey girl,